Monday live from the Open Center, Oak University. Trash Talk Tony Brasky is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you with on the show this week. Whether you listen live on 88.3 FM, WXOU, WXOU.org slash listen, the Radio FX app, or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Welcome into the show this week. In the studio with me, hi, Eli Bashi. Hello, sir. Is your Monday awesome like mine is? I'm feeling pretty <laughs> awesome today. You're feeling awesome today. You're wearing a nice Houston Rockets shirt. Is that the one you got from Meyer? No, it's from Marshall's, actually. Marshall? I knew it was an M. I $8. $8. That's nice for, for $8. Nice warm-up shirt. Yeah. You could say you wear it for Christian Wood. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Christian Wood. Shout out to Christian Wood. Hope you're enjoying it. Yes, sir. But you're doing good today. Doing pretty well. Gonna go to the gym later, and it's good for you. We're doing good. Good for you. Let's go to the Google Meet call. Mike Billica and Jay Horn. Jay might have left. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, he's right there. Let's start with Jay. Hey, Jay, how are you today? Tired. <laughs> what were you doing last night that you're so tired? Sleeping. <laughs> that well, just doesn't add up. Something there just doesn't no, add up. No, I, I, I had a long day of work, um, and then I got home and I, had, I found out some news. Oh. You know, from you guys, and you know, just ruin my night. But I'm great now. Happy Monday. You're feeling awesome. You're now? feeling awesome today. No, I'm just feeling great. I say great. <laughs> well, Jay, listen, man. After this, you can take a big long nap because we don't have classes this week. Yeah, you're right. I'll be okay, but <laughs> we'll hey, see. Hey, man. Jay's a little tired this morning, a little sleepy, but we will wake him up with some, some nice. Detroit sports talk later. How's that? How's that tease for you, Eli? Disgusting. Oh, well. Okay, I'm going home. No, I'm not. Hi, Mike Billica. I like your background. I came to play, but there was a price to pay for sleeping late. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Jay is gone. Jay left again, dude. Look at that. You make him leave. But Mike, honestly, how are you doing today? We're all on break except for you. So how do you feel about that? It's fine. I'm good. It should be an easy week. That's good. It's an easy week for Mike. That's good to hear. That's new. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing, though. Wayne State's working our boy. Overworking him. So that's good. Good news to hear. Um, Jay, by the... Oh, whoa, whoa. Was that whipped cream? <laughs> what are you doing with some whipped Popping cream? Popping a whipped cream at 10 a.m.? <laughs> Nothing goes better at 10 a.m. than some whipped cream. What's going on? <laughs> My coffee, you know. Oh, ah, oh, he's got coffee to wake him up. That's right, that's right. Jay, I usually ask Grant this, and we'll talk about where Grant is in a second here. But, Jay, how was your betting this week? Oh, my gosh. I actually won, like, $50 yesterday. Nice. Um, yeah, I got a bet on the Brooklyn and Clipper game. I only, I only did, like, you know, money lines. You might really bet, like, me, you know, oh, you know, You don't go crazy like I do with spreads and stuff. Yeah, I, I I don't trust myself with spreads because I haven't even hit par- I, haven't, I haven't hit a parlay or a good bet since you know two both. So I haven't really had a good betting week, but I actually won something yesterday, so it wasn't too bad. One of my NBA parlays hit last night. Actually, I had uh, Knicks minus three and a half. I think was the spread. Um, I had Thunder minus two, and then Bucks minus ten. Those all hit, so I got thirty four in the bank. On a five dollar bet, it's good. Nice. I had a losing week overall, but I wasn't down that much after I won that parlay. We'll bounce back though. 
Winning week two weeks ago, losing week last week. We'll bounce back this week. Sounds good. Um, but, yeah, I did mention uh, we're going to talk about where Grant is. Grant is currently not in the Google Me call, unfortunately, because he is doing big boy things. He got a job. Grant is a grown man. Round of applause for Grant Richards. He got a job, and he did tell us his first day was today. And he said that he was going to try to get a lunch at 10 a.m. It, it, it doesn't look like that's going to happen, unfortunately. But Grant, listen, man, if you're listening, trust me. It's, it's completely fine, man. It's completely fine. You make that money, you do your big boy things, and you will live on with us forever like Tyler. You're always, Tyler or Grant are always welcome back when they have time. They are always welcome back. And since Grant isn't here... Why don't we why don't we plug Grant Slants, shall we? Go ahead. Yeah, Grant has a podcast too. Grant Slants on Spotify and wherever you stream your podcast, go listen to it. Grant, again, round of applause. Big boy Grant, first day on the job today. Knock out wood if you're with me. Okay, boys, good to have everyone here on the show this week. It's going to be a good show today. Um, later on, I do want to briefly talk about college basketball and particularly Michigan basketball. Because what they did yesterday was damn impressive. It was. And I think that absolutely solidified them as a Final Four favorite. But if we have time, I do want to quickly talk about that to end out today's show. I also want to spend a segment today going back to the NBA MVP talk. If you remember last week, we spent some time on that towards the end of the show. But we kind of ran out of time. I want to talk more about that today. I want to talk about a player who's not in the conversation that I think should be. Mm. Mm. How's that tease? That's great. That was a good tease, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Bang! Because now I'm interested. Bang! Sucked me in, you know? Mike Green. Bang! There we go. But, before we get to that, we're going to start with some Lions talk today. Oh, great. Yeah. We're back to talking Lions. What did that say? Oh. (laughs) We'll, We'll leave that there before Jay... He logged off again. <laughs> He's out again. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to start with Lions today. It's been a while since we've actually talked Lions, but now that March is getting closer and we are starting to inch closer towards the start of the new league year, along with free agency and the draft, we're going to start talking more Lions on the show. And for today, we're going to talk about Kenny Galladay because starting tomorrow on Tuesday – that is the first day, I believe, that the franchise tag window opened to the NFL. That's a big deal for us here in Detroit because of Kenny Galladay. Brad Holmes and company have a big decision on their hands to make with regards to Kenny Galladay. Pending free agent, and there's a question of what should this rebuilding team do with him? Should they flat out extend him? Should they franchise tag him and let him play on that tag in 2021? Or could they possibly tag and trade? Or maybe they just flat out let him walk? It's a big question for this team and for first-time GM Brad Holmes. So before I let everyone in here speak their piece, let me first of all give my quick two cents. Listen, Kenny Galladay's a stud. No one's arguing that. However, I was on the pay Kenny Galladay bandwagon before Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia were fired. And I know people are going to call me a flip-flopper for changing my opinion here. But listen, after Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia were fired, and Brad Holmes came in here and traded Matthew Stafford to the Rams, that showed you that we are in a full-blown rebuild. 
And if you're going into a rebuild, how how smart is it to pay Kenny Galladay top wide receiver dollars as soon as you start a rebuild? Eli shrugs his shoulders. I mean, you do need to find talent on this football team, and Kenny Galladay is really talented. In my opinion, though, if it was me, I wouldn't pay Kenny Galladay. I mean, what I would do for this rebuilding team, I think it makes more sense to tag him and trade him. Because if you do that, you could get an extra couple picks, maybe. Um, I think day two is probably more appropriate for Kenny. But for a Lions team that has only six picks, I believe, right now going into the draft, you need more picks. And Kenny Galladay could get you more picks. So if you trade him, you get more draft assets in here. And plus, you save money to spend elsewhere on bigger positions of need, a.k.a. the defense. I mean, it's harder. It's going to be harder for Brad Holmes to build up that defense than it is to probably find wide receivers. You can draft any wide receiver in any round of the draft and plug him in and start him. Wide receiver is very easy to just kind of draft and play. Especially if you take one at number seven, that's Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. It could be better than Kenny Galladay. It could be. Um, but yeah, though I was on the pay Kenny Galladay bandwagon before the firings of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, as we sit right now, now that we are in a rebuild, I just think it's smarter for this team to move off of Kenny Galladay. And again, that doesn't mean I'm taking shots at Kenny. I love Kenny. But I just think it's smarter for this team to trade him, get more assets, and spend that top wide receiver money elsewhere to address bigger needs, especially on the defense. That's my thoughts. But we'll start with Eli in the studio. While I was talking, he kind of shrugged his shoulders. Like, maybe he might not agree with me. No, no, I agree completely. Oh, look at that. Now that, like, Stafford's gone, which I still cry every day about before I go to sleep. Not to interrupt you, um, there was a picture on Twitter circling around, or well, I think it was actually on Kelly's IG story. They were at, like, dinner or something, and he was in a Rams hoodie. That's just pain. Mm. Pain. It hurts. Pain. But, yeah, you know, are we really going to want to watch Jared Goof throw passes to Kenny Galladay? on a big contract when we're winning like three games in the season. It's just kind of, what there's there's no point of paying Kenny Galladay right now. It's like a luxury, it's like a luxury thing to pay a wide receiver. And we don't have that kind of luxury right now in the rebuild when there's much bigger needs to be addressed, like you said, on defense and even like O-line and stuff. If we were farther in our rebuild, I might say do it, honestly. Cause but again, we're, we're you, at the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, as I mentioned already, you do need to find talent. And Ken Galladay is really talented. But you're one of the rebuild after training Matthew Stafford? <sighs> and I, like I you, just don't know. Like you said, like finding a wide receiver, while guys like Kenny Galladay don't come around every day, like 6'4", oh, yeah. can jump out the sky. Yeah. But... You know, we got those picks for Jared Goff. Like, you can get a nice wide receiver in the first round with one of those picks. Yeah. We're going to have a couple first-round picks. What, four in the next, like? One this year, two, five. Yeah. Four five first-round picks in three year. years. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I mean, you can spend one of those on a wide receiver when you're farther down in your rebuild. But right now, it's not the most important thing you need to address. 
they're not going to win a lot of games this year. I don't think Kenny Galladay really helps them win more than they should. So, I mean, probably the best thing for them to do is tag him and trade him. That's what I think will happen. You I don't know how that goes about in the NFL. I but, mean, uh, if you if you tag a player, there's like a certain salary that's now attached to them going into the 2021 season. Um, I'm not sure what the the tag money would be for Kenny, but that would essentially be his contract for the upcoming season if he's not extended or whatever. You can trade him on that franchise tag. And I, I think, again, that would be probably the smarter move for this team. Because you, you also have to remember about Kenny – he did get injured last year, and you have to you have to wonder because we don't know was that just a freaky bad year with the injuries, or is that something that could actually keep with him going forward, or was he sitting to get a new contract? <sighs> a lot of possibilities, a lot of things we don't know. That was a conversation that a lot of people were interested in during the season, and. My honest take on that is I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and accuse him of faking an injury or anything. That's not I what I'm saying. I wouldn't blame him either. No. I wouldn't blame I him I would not all. blame him at all. But at the same time, I also don't want to accuse him of just sitting and faking an injury. Because I, I don't know what happened. I think he was hurt. I think he legitimately was hurt. But towards the end of the season, if we were in a playoff race, he probably would have been back. But we weren't. We had so interim no coach Daryl Bevel. There's so no there's, point. There's no point of him coming back. And I don't blame him. I would have said too. Especially in a contract here. Yeah. Because the thing with Kenny, he's so talented. Someone will try to pay him slash trade for him if he's made available. I mean, you look at a team like the Giants are being thrown around out there. I think that'd be a perfect fit. They need a wide receiver one. They need more weapons on that offense. Look at a team like Baltimore. They always need wide receiver help. Go get Kenny. Throw him with Tyler's favorite, Lamar Jackson. You know? It's a lot. Patriots. Patriots could use a wide receiver for sure. Um, maybe Vegas. If Grant was here, maybe he could vouch for that a little bit. I mean, there's so many teams that could use a Kenny Galladay, which is why I also think... No team is going to say we don't want Kenny Galladay. And coming off an injury, that says a lot. Coming off that injury-riddled 2020 season, that says a lot about Kenny and his value right now. So, I don't know. That's kind of where I sit with the whole pay Kenny or not pay Kenny thing. Again, I was on the pay Kenny bandwagon. Well, that was before Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia got fired. If, let's say, remember when that rumor was flying around, Eli, that Patricia could get canned, but Quinn could stay? Mm-hmm. That scared me, by the way. But if that did happen, hypothetically, then I think we'd be sitting here right now saying Kenny's coming back for sure. It'll extend him, probably. Maybe. I don't know. You have to remember, Kenny liked the IG post for Quinn and Patricia getting fired by the NFL. I don't know. but We all liked it. We all liked it. I think I, I posted out my IG story. Um, again, I was on the bandwagon to pay him before the firings. Now that we're here in a rebuild with Stafford gone, it just makes more sense for me to tag him and trade him. And... Another reason why is, again, because I said this already, but for a team that has only six draft picks right now going into the draft, adding, you need to add more somehow. And I think Kenny could absolutely fetch you a nice day two pick. I don't think you get you could get a first for Kenny. No, probably a nice second. Second or third. 
day two. I'd, I'd be fine with that. I think that's good value for Kenny. In the Google Meet call, let's start with uh, Mike, then we'll go to Jay. Mike, um, your thoughts on Kenny Galladay, pay him or not pay him for this rebuilding Lions team? I think you guys nailed most of it. I mean, there's not much for me to say. I think we stole I his thunder. I think we should tag him and trade him. We stole his thunder, man. He's got nothing to say about that. He's got nothing to say. Just tag him and trade him. Get some value for him. It's the start of a rebuild. It makes no sense to sign him again. I mean, I don't. I'm well, skeptical about spending a lot of money at the start of a rebuild. Yeah. What would the Pistons equivalent of that be? Uh, going into their rebuild, who was an upcoming free agent that? Luke? It would be Luke. I guess Luke, yeah. It would be Luke. There's a lot of similarities do there. Do you extend him or do you trade him? He's young, they traded him. coming off an injury-riddled season. Yeah. The Pistons' equivalent would be Luke Kennard. And look what the Pistons did. That was a good decision. That was a very good decision. And I think that it's different sports, I know. But that could serve as an example here. You know, we had that whole conversation with the Pistons about... What do we do with Luke Kennard? He's coming off an injury, and he is still young. That's true. He could be a piece for the future, but do you really want to pay him? Now he's with the Clippers, and we trade him for Sadiq Bey, who's obviously doing very well. Who, um, by next year, is probably a better player definitively than Luke Kennard. He's already a better player, in my opinion. Sadiq plays well, defense. Is he still out with that knee injury? Yeah. He really dodged the bullet, man. I didn't know he was still out. Yeah, he's out. Oh. Knee soreness. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh. The Pistons might have known something that we didn't. They might have known that Luke's injury is just like, there's no coming back. Estefanski might have known it. <laughs> he but, tried... you know, the Clippers, they don't They don't really know much. Ah. Uh, they lost last night to the Nets, didn't they? Yep. Mm. Go for Jay, you'll cap off the Kenny Galladay talk. Uh, your thoughts on Kenny, and the same question to you. Do you pay him? Do you tag and trade? Do you tag and extend? What are you doing right now, Kenny Galladay? I'm letting him walk. Ooh. Um, I like, I liked, uh, I think it's, was that his rookie year or whatever? The, phrase, the Pro Bowl is the alternate year he missed the Pro Bowl. I almost did. Um, I like Kenny. I know he was hurt. I don't know how. Much of that was more so he didn't want to play, you know, because he was really good this year. But I think that with Jared Goff, it's just kind of like, I don't even, we're not going to win that much, I don't think, this year. We're like not. with Jared Goff. What then. tells you that? <laughs> I don't. It's not you know, Jared Goff's fault that we're going to suck. Man, I, okay, he, let he me ain't going to help. <laughs> we don't, I don't think Kenny, I feel like if we keep Kenny, we sign him or whatever. Or the franchise ta- uh, put the tag on him, and we start losing. He's gonna. Ha- it's gonna be a lot of drama because he's gonna feel like he deserves more and better. It's gonna be hashtag free Kenny. I didn't think of that. Hashtag free Kenny, man. That's a good like, point. Because think you know, because when he was healthy, he was you know they were comparing him. You know he's gonna be here with us. We haven't seen this six foot three or six. I was told he's before guy doing this stuff, but they were we calling him Baby Tron. Yeah, see, we sign him and we start losing. I feel like it's going to get to his head, possibly. And we're going to be saying free Kenny. And then, you know, it's going to be real drama. And I don't need, we don't need that in Dan in his first year. We don't need that for Brad. It's it's not good. So, I mean, 
if he can come back healthy, he wants to stay here fine. But I mean, I don't. He shouldn't expect much from the from us this season. That's a really good point by Jay. I never thought about that. And you also have to think about the possibility of maybe sitting out. You know, players do that. They sit yeah. out and look and search for a new contract. I don't know if Kenny would do that. He doesn't kind of give off the vibe that he would do that. Coming off an injury-riddled season, I would imagine that he wants to play. But Jay is correct. If he plays this year with us and we start losing games like we're expecting to going into the season, maybe Kenny just goes, you know what, Brad, I, I see your vision, but it's not for me. Just please get, get me out of here, man. That that is that's a possibility for sure, and in that case, I do see Jay's argument to just let him go, to just kind of avoid that situation, and that's kind of why I want to trade Kenny, just to, just to, it's a rebuild, fresh start, man. Just you already trade Stafford, so Brad Holmes has kind of showed you, kind of like um, Troy Weaver. He doesn't care who you are; he'll get rid of you. I think it was a little more respectful than Troy Weaver. It was, you know. Oh yeah, Troy Weaver just said, "Hey, you're you're gone. Bye." <laughs> I feel like Troy. I feel like um, Brad. Excuse me. Would sit down and have a conversation with him. He's not the Troy Reaver, Reaper, Reaper, Reaper. Troy Reaver takes your soul. <laughs> well, Blake's soul is next, <laughs> and then Saviano Swap and Seku would <laughs> be the last. Anyone? Team. Anyone? He didn't get. They're gone. There's two left. Two, right? Two. Saviano, Sloth, and Seku. Yeah. Oh God. And they. They they could be next. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all need to start playing a little better. Oh, <laughs> Savi, my my sweet Saviano, Sloth. That would that would pain me. What did Mike say? He said Seku's going to get traded. I I could see it, man. Do you want to segue into that? It's your show. <laughs> I ain't. I didn't imagine talking Pistons today, but I mean, we could we could spend a little bit of time on that. I guess. What's your thoughts on that? I don't think he would do it this year. I would think most likely next year it would happen. Cause like, man, you just trading a twenty year old. Like, what do you even get for a guy like Seku? Unless you're like attaching him to Blake. I could see. I mean, if you could under if you could attach Seku to Blake. And that'll make a team take Blake. I think you do it just to get that situation done and over with. But man, if he's, I don't want to watch Seku on another team, and he lives up to his full. Potential. He would thrive elsewhere. You know it. Why is that, Tony? <clears throat> oh, want to explain why that is? I'd rather you explain. You're my guest. Oh, oh, okay. You're so kind. Um, yeah. See, if you watched the uh, the game yesterday, Seku didn't do much. But at the same time, what was his final stat line? It wasn't even. Ah, uh, he was like one for five. Hold on, let me look. He like hit a three. Live radio slash podcasting. I know, but Seiku yesterday. Oh, one, for, one for six. One for six. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he hit a three. How many threes did he attempt, Tony? Four. Four threes. Hit one. Yeah, two of them came at the end of the shot clock. So he was technically all five. Yeah. Two of them came at the end of the shot clock and. Yeah, he was, uh, he's just asked to be a spot-up shooter, which, that's not his skill set at all. He needs to be coming off picks, he needs to be cutting, but no, Dwayne says, Seku, you go stand in a corner, 
because you can't do anything else according to me. But if you send Seku to another team with a coach that's like, oh, I have something in this guy. Because we saw Seku last year. Yeah. Seku was not a scrub last year. Seku was one of the better rookies last year when he got time. Uh, he hit a wall, but, I mean, before he hit that wall, he was one of the better people we're talking about with Seku. Like, oh, look at him, you know? Pistons found something in him. But now, he's just a spot-up shooter standing in the corner. He, I mean, he's all right on defense, I think. For the most part, he's been okay compared to the rest of the team. I mean, we're just a bad defensive team as a whole. But Seku, he's very active on defense. He he jumped for a loose ball yesterday and got a steal. And But, man, you send him to another team that figures out how to use him on offense the right way, figures out his skill set, you know, figures out that, oh, if we give him the ball in the post, he actually has post moves and he can, you know, he can make a hook shot, he can make a fadeaway. Dwayne hasn't figured that out yet. I watched Seku go to the G League. There go throwing him the ball in the post. They're, they're like, using him in ISO plays. They're running pick and rolls with him. I was just about to say, they fly out, give him the ball in they're, the G League. They're running pick and rolls with him as the ball handler in the G League. And he makes some moves. We I have never in my life. Mike, Jay, have you ever seen Seku run a pick and roll on the Pistons as the ball handler? Jay's shaking his head and so is Mike. Never. I've never seen Dwayne say, Seku, run a pick and roll. You're the ball handler. But standing in the corner, that's fine. He's not a spot-up shooter, but that's all you're allowed to do. So if he can go to another team, gets a bigger role. I mean, look at Stanley Johnson. I mean, he's not oh. exactly he's not exactly the greatest player in the world, but... I believe he's shooting like 41% from three right now on the Raptors. Hold on, live radio podcasting, but let me look up his stats. Playing playing like 20-something minutes a game? Stanley Johnson this season is shooting 41% from the field and 41% from downtown. See? Look at that. How many minutes is he playing? He's getting about 14. That's fine. Playing for the Raptors in playoff contention, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're hot right now. I mean, he went to another team, and look at him. I took, think took, him took him a little while, but, yeah, he's, did, but <laughs> he's figured it out. He came in the league very young, just like Seku. Yeah, he's only 24 right now. Yeah, I mean, and Seku's got a lot more potential than Stanley Johnson, oh, athletically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he can actually jump. <laughs> I don't want to watch Seku go to another team Holy crap, and fulfill his potential just because we had a coach that doesn't know how to utilize his players and put them in the best position to succeed. Stanley will take overtime. Shout out to Jordan, Piston Thoughts. I thought Stanley was going to be a superstar after the 2016 playoffs. Oh, man. We, we, don't, we don't need to go there. Oh, I'm sad now. We don't need to go um, there. I'm really sad now. I was having a good, awesome day. Now look at me. Uh, Jay did say something about Seiko in the chat, though, that I want him to say on the air. What'd you say? I, Jalen Horn... <laughs> I've never been sold on a Seku thing, ever. Like, I've never been sold on a guy. Not saying he's bad, but, like, I just never. Maybe it's, I don't want to say, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a Casey thing, but maybe it's, it's, it's a lot to do with Casey because he, you know, doesn't really play him. But in this team, I don't know where he fits because they have him, like, I think Eli was saying he shoots all threes now or whatever. So, like, where does he fit? 
I mean, now that Blake is gone, one of the reasons why I was so happy about that is so Seiko could get more minutes. And, I mean, now he's starting to play a little bit more, but he does need to play better. It's hard, though, when you're being asked to do something that's not part of your game. Because Eli... He I can mean, shoot. I'm not saying he can't shoot. He's I'm got also nice, not saying he's he can't shoot. He's got a nice shoot. shot, but... He's not Clay Thompson. No. Don't put him in the corner and just say... He's not Sadiq Bay. No. He's not Sadiq Sloth. I mean, he that can is shoot. who you should be throwing in the corner. Yes. Not Seku. Remember, remember last year when Seku got sent down, one G League game, he dropped like 34, and then came Dude. back up and didn't do anything? That told me everything I needed to know. Everything. They used him, right? Yes. They gave him the ball. He's in actions. You need to touch the ball. Playing the game of basketball, like, just touching the ball helps. And with Blake gone, I thought that was going to help Seku, but through one game, it's still the same thing. He doesn't touch the ball. The only time he touches the ball... Two seconds on the shot clock, someone's like, oh, panicking, where do I go? Oh, Seku's open because he's not a shooter and nobody respects his jumper. Let me just give it to Seku with two seconds left on the shot clock, and then he has to rush up a three, and you pray it goes in. Seku also has those moments where he actually takes it to the rim and does something nice. It's like, how are you not seeing it? Like, just, just do more of that, man. Mike, get in on here. What's your thoughts on that? You're the one who asked the question, so. I mean, I think... It's too way too early to think about trading Seiku, but if Casey's gonna stay here, then I don't think it's gonna work with him. I think you fire Casey in the summer and you give Seiku a whole new season to figure it out with a new coach, no Blake. I think it could work. I have no idea what's gonna happen with Dwayne Casey. Casey's not going anywhere. I I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna get fired this summer, but I think he gets one more year, honestly. I was just thinking that. Next and year. I also think if anything happens, it will be a mutually agreed upon yeah. ways. Which yeah. that's how it should be. I don't think he's necessarily fired Dwayne. I think I think he's done a lot of good for this city. The job will probably open up for a contender, yeah. and they want Dwayne, and we'll probably mutually part ways. I mean, we crap on Dwayne Casey a lot, but he is a very good dude. He's done a lot of good in this city and this organization. I I don't think necessarily firing him would be the right thing to do. I think if you mutually agreed to part ways, so he could go to an actual winning team. <laughs> you you mentioned last night how good of a fit the Clippers would be for oh, Dwayne. He would be perfect for the Clippers. I mean, his offense if you want to call it that, where you just give the ball to your best player and everyone just stands around. I mean, that would work on the Clippers. Just give the ball to Kawhi or PG. Just let them ISO. I mean, have shooters all around. It would work. Well, who did they hire as head coach? Tyron Blue. No, no, no. What's his official title? Jay, you might know Assistant it. coach? Assistant coach Ty Lue. <laughs> Chris Smooth, man. <laughs> Le GM, back at it. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I don't know about Seku. I mean, if Troy Weaver does trade him, I'm not going to question it as much as I might any other GM. Because Troy Weaver has done, we talked about this before, but he's done a lot of good so far. But if Seku gets traded and he pops off wherever he goes, I will not be surprised at all. Oh, I won't either. I'm also, just like I'm not surprised about Bruce Brown. That's still the one move I'm kind of like. That's kind of more of a fit thing, I feel like. I feel like Bruce is just playing a role as well as you can play. Bruce wouldn't have gotten role. minutes here either. No. 
He wouldn't have. Bruce we, wouldn't do anything we could, on this team. We could barely find minutes for Sadiq and Savi while Blake was here. Bruce is able to contribute for the Nets because other guys are getting so much attention. Bruce can just cut to the basket and get a layup because KD is being doubled or James Harden's being doubled or Kyrie is being doubled. You just have Bruce. Bruce also plays a big role on that team because he's the only one who plays defense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bruce Brown is seriously their best defender. I mean, I laugh. and I mean, He could be our best defender, too. He'd be the best defender on a lot of teams. Yeah, that's fair. I still like Bruce, man. Good for him. Shout out to Bruce. Falling out with the yeah, Brooklyn Nets. I know Jay probably likes him, right? He's on your I'm team. Not... He's on your team. I actually like Man, he's the glue in that defense right now. He's the only defense on that team. Yeah, yeah. you know. Shout out, shout out the Nets. That's five straight wins. <sighs> yeah, we'll see you but, in the when are the finals, July. Yeah. See if they can compete with Paul George and Kawhi in the finals. Huh? Okay. Oh, oh no. <laughs> hey, Dom. Okay, let's Jay turn his camera off. <laughs> let's settle down here. Let's settle down. But no, to to wrap up this Pistons segment again, uh, Trey Weaver has done a lot of good. So if he did move Seku, uh, I would I would trust Troy, but I would also. Agree I can't with you. defend it, man. I can't defend it. Moving a twenty year old in I, the second season, that's just like. Oh, I know he you just, just don't do that. <laughs> I know he would thrive elsewhere. What's who, a team? Who does that? Well, I mean, Troy Weaver has a vision for this. Last team. time I've seen and something like that. doesn't fit it. Uh, Last time I've seen something like that was, like, the Timberwolves trading, like, Zach Levine for a Jimmy Butler rental. Again, I, I would... how that turned out. I would, I, would, I, would, I would trust Troy, though. I mean, every move he's made has been good, man. Every single one. I, I would have to get, like, a first back. <laughs> like... If you want to, like, get rid of Seku, you better get, like, another shot at drafting someone who will turn out better than Seku. That's the only justification I could see. Hypothetically, Eli, this team acquires Seku, and it would scare you. Who would that be? Um, From a coaching or just an overall um, fit standpoint? Who would be that team that's like, Woj Bomb, this team... Is acquiring Seiku. Well, I would think it would be part of a Blake trade. And I'd say the Miami Heat. Oh, Spolstra. Spolstra with Seiku. He turned Duncan Robinson into a star. He made Justice (laughs) Winslow a good player. Oh, that's not a shot at Duncan, by the way, for the Michigan basketball fans. I I like Duncan. No, no, that's not a shot. Michigan basketball, no Michigan basketball fan actually thought Duncan Robinson would be an NBA player. I promise you. Well, None I, sure, of them. I sure as hell didn't. None <laughs> of them. <laughs> Jay, did you? No Jay. way. I, no, I'm so serious. Like, I loved that guy in college, bro. I'm I like, hated I, him. He oh, stuck. Like okay, you know, he goes to the league and, like, I thought, like, Steve Novak vibes, JJ Ray vibes, okay. but I didn't think he was going to do, like, what he did last year in the bubble. But I knew it was going to be, like, decent, but it, it kind of happened quicker than I thought. You said he, you knew he was going to be decent. He's a star, man. People no, know who like, Duncan is. He can shoot. Like, remember, like, he was shooting the lights out in the finals last year. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Still lost, but, oh, you know, yeah. But I don't know. I like I like Duncan, man. I, I think he fits. I don't want him to leave Miami, though. 
Well, I don't. Well, well, when someone hits free agency, when he hits free agency, someone. Oh, he's pay gonna him. get paid. Someone's gonna pay him. Joe Harris. Someone's leaving that team, bro. What's that? I think I think one of them are gonna leave. Like, if he leaves, they're gonna, well, they're not gonna trade Tyler Hero. They say they won't, but if the right deal comes, he's gone. You can find that Tyler Hero in the draft. Most definitely. Tyler Hero, Luke Kennard, you can find those guys in the draft. Yeah. Um, but a Duncan Robinson, ooh, that's a hot commodity right there. Because you can run your whole offense around one of those guys. He was literally having games in the bubble last year where he was finishing, like, over 50% from three. Like, that, that's just... While taking over 10 shot attempts, yeah. by the way. Not like... When I say over 50%, it's not like he shot four or six. He was shooting, like, eight for 12. It was ridiculous. And yeah, Spolstra, if he got Seiku, it's good night streaks. That's it. It's good night streaks. It's good night streaks, Mike. It's good night streaks if he got, if he got Seiku. Good night streaks, I mean, who's their four right now? Kelly Olenek. <laughs> well, they do need a four. A young four. They could package Kelly Olenek and um, Andre Gidala. And <laughs> maybe, get all the maybe they'll give us a second. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did you did you hear Mike? Yeah, get, get all the army. girls he wants. <laughs> Jay, what's your thoughts on that? Remember when Dwayne said that? He, he just rolled his eyes. I saw all white. It is cameras off. <laughs> okay, that was a nice little piston segment. Thank you, Mike, for doing that. That was actually a nice little segment. Coming into the show today, I didn't know what to talk about with the pistons, but that's actually round of applause for Mike. Contributing to the Trash Talk segments. Segments, I should say, this week. But uh, to quickly wrap up the Lions, though, because we just kind of jumped from Lions to Pistons, um, we, we, we will talk more Lions going forward because, again, as I said, to start the Lions segment, we're inching closer to March and um, the new league year for agency in the draft. So for this rebuilding team, we'll have a lot to talk about. So we'll have a lot to talk about with the Pistons, too, as the All-Star break is coming up. We're going to have to do a first-half recap eventually. Just give our thoughts on the team through one half of the... How many games are they play in the season? It's all di- it's, it's different for every league, so I don't know. 72. 72? They're 30 in. Jeez. Season's flying, man. We're 30 games in already. We're 8-22, and 22, Tony. <laughs> My prediction was... I think uh, they had like 37 games on their schedule at the beginning. I gave them 7-30 and 30 was my prediction. Uh, a couple of their games got postponed. I don't know how many they have left. Like four or five games left. Live radio and podcasting. <laughs> I know. But give me a second here, folks. Uh, Pistons. Schedule. Shout out to CBS Sports for being very quick with their app. Okay, so they have four left in February. Six. Six games? Their remaining schedule before the All-Star break is at Magic again. That's... Ah, uh, they're going to lose. They always lose to the Magic. Fournier always destroys Fournier us. Fournier and Terrence Ross become something I've never seen in my life. I think SVG tried to get Evan Fournier a couple years he ago. Did. because Reggie. No, I know. He tried to do that because Fournier always cooks us. Yes. And Vucevic is just a monster, by the way. I don't know how that happens. He has improved every single year he's been in the league. He has added something to his game. I remember when he got an all-star vote over Andre a couple years ago, and I was like, come on, Vucevic over Andre? Andre, listen, we crap on Andre, 
But a few years ago, Andre was a better player than Vucevic. Vucevic has just gotten better, and Andre hasn't. Yeah, that's just the reality. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was kind of going towards here. When like Vucevic wasn't shooting threes a few years ago. Vucevic, I mean, he's always been like a post up guy, but I don't think it was that efficient. And now he's averaging twenty four a game. With the most post-ups in the league or something? He had 37-12 and 12 last night. Easily. Easily. It was no effort. <laughs> Shout out to T. Grizzly. Yes. <laughs> well, Jay liked that. Um, but we got the Magic again on, Wednesday, uh, on Tuesday. Excuse me. Wednesday, oh dear, at New Orleans. We're not winning again. No. There's no way. them again. They'll win as I, as I say that. They got a nice win yesterday. New Orleans? Yeah. They were down by, what, 24? 20, 20, yeah. Jeez. Boston is a little suspicious. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry, Michael Pierce, but they're a little suspicious. They're very. They, they should not be this bad. And not having Marcus Smart plays a role in that. And Kemba needs to be better. He shot, like, 1 of 12 yesterday. Bruce Brown is very quickly becoming the Marcus Smart of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. Just... That guy that just fits, you know? That glue. That one guy on the team that plays defense. Well, after... I need to get a ring. No. No, 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 no. Um, after New Orleans, though, a couple home games. Versus Kings, versus Knicks. Kings are so shrieky, man. Probably lose to the Knicks. Who's the Kings coach, Mike? Luke Walton. <laughs> the hell? Who I thought was fired by now. We told Mike last night that Luke Wallen was coaching the Kings, and he's like, he is? <laughs> I thought he got fired. He should I just have been. They got fired. Long ago. Ago. I still can't believe they fired their old guy, Dave Yeager. What was his name? Yeah, Dave Yeager. The Kings had their best year in years. <laughs> they said, let's go get Luke Wallen. <laughs> okay. And then to close out before the All-Star break, at Toronto, at New York. We're going to beat the Kings, probably. I'll give us one against Fire the Luke Wall on the, on the spot if they lose to this team. How are the Kings not good yet, man? They don't draft well, dude. They drafted Marvin Bagley over Luka and Trey Young. But they still have a nice team. They drafted Marvin Bagley over Luka because Vladi Divac doesn't like Luka's dad. I lied. They don't have a nice team. No, they don't. They're starting five... Was De'Aaron Fox is that Corey Joseph? It is Corey Joseph. They have Halliburton. They do have Halliburton. I guess they got that pick good. But do the starting five is De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Corey Joseph, Harrison Barnes, and Marvin Bagley. You can't start Corey Joseph in twenty twenty one. Do you see Hassan Whiteside's stat line last night against the Nets? This is what what game is this? Hassan. Hassan is really on the Kings. Man. Oh, this is Monday, February 15th. I don't know how I scrolled back here. But <laughs> February 15th against the uh, Brooklyn Nets, Hassan off the bench had 26 points and 16 rebounds. Jesus. <laughs> That's insane, Hassan. Big fish number. Big fish. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move into another NBA segment very quickly. Um, we did talk a little bit last week about the NBA MVP. Do we want to go around the room again and tell the audience at home as a reminder who our picks are right now as our early MVP favorites? And you know mine. It's all, we, we all know, so I don't have to speak. Jay, Mike, do you remember? I think Jay said Joker, didn't he? Uh, no, no, no. 
I said unbiased opinion was the Joker or Embiid. But Braun should win it, I, I believe. But I'm not going to lie, man. If it, Embiid is making a real hard push for that. You see his game against the Bulls on Friday night? They say he, they say he has the highest PR like, in history right now. He is balling out right now. You have to give credit to Doc Rivers for that. Because How are they 7-9 and nine away, though? Who? Philadelphia? Yes. They've always been a bad road team. But there's no fans. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain what it. What is they, the problem? Philadelphia at home versus on the road, they never it's night and day difference. They're thirteen and two at home and I, seven and nine on the road. With it's no been, fans. It's been that way for years. But years you think oh, it was probably the fans, you know? They just can't play with no. fans not cheering for them. I've never seen it before. They just can't win on the road. I don't understand. <laughs> it's like an actual like They're curse. diff they're they're different at home. On the road, though? They lost to us on the road! Man! Don't disrespect the pumpkin crowd noise. Oh. Maybe it's loud enough. <sighs> yeah, it's loud enough, alright. <laughs> it makes my ears bleed listening at home. Uh, Mike, who is your early MVP favorite? LeBron. Who is yours? Not LeBron. Was it Joker or MVP? No, it was LeBron. It was LeBron. I changed it now after watching that game. Oh, you're flip-flopping. That game against Miami, dude, when LeBron didn't take the last shot. He I, was double I don't care. And I don't Caruso care. was open. Caruso's a bum. Caruso has one of the top three-point percentages in the league. It, well, he didn't shoot a three. <laughs> he still can shoot. He shot a long mid-range two. That was a bad shot by Caruso. That was a terrible shot. It was a good pass by Braun, though. He attracted the double team. Caruso open. You gotta shoot that, man. He's double right when he caught the ball. Right when he caught the ball, he could have put it up. Kobe would have taken it, yes, and made it. Yes, Jay, don't give me the stank eye. I said Kobe would have shot it. He would have made it for sure. I'm going Embiid now. I'm changing it to Embiid. Okay, good for you. LeBron should win it, but I don't want him to. (laughs) Lakers are top three with no AD. By the end of the season, I think LeBron should win it. Clippers are point five games back of the Lakers. Give him the first seed. I don't care. Utah's the first seed. Yes. What about Donovan Mitchell? That's not the player I was going to mention. I said that there's a player that's not in the conversation that should be. That player is, uh, he is in the Western Conference, and his name starts with the letter D, but it's not Donovan Mitchell. It's Damian Lillard. Have you watched Dame this year? I mean, he does that every year. It's not like anything I mean, this year, though, I think he needs to start getting a little bit more recognition for what he's doing. I mean, the Trailblazers right now, no CJ, no Nurkic, no Zach Collins, and Dame is just still doing Dame. He's averaging 30 points per game this year, eight assists, about five rebounds, shooting 45% from the field and 39% from downtown. Dame is just doing Dame, and he's not in the MVP conversation. Um, I was watching ESPN this morning, and they had a little stat or a little, like, little, little box on the screen or whatever. And it mentioned the MVP odds right now. It was LeBron. In some order, LeBron, Joker, and Bede. And no Dame on that list. I'm like, come on. Like, Dame needs to at least be in the conversation. I don't think he'll win it, but he needs... Should he... Am I crazy here? Should he be in the conversation? Dame? Yes. If they can crack a top four seed, he should be. Live, live radio and podcasting, I know... But at the time of filming this... They're five. They're five. What's their record? 18-11. He beat me to it. 
I'm yes. on it right now. Yes, 18-11. That's without CJ and Nurkic and Collins. Yeah, I think Dame needs to be in the conversation. He needs help, man. You know who needs more recognition? Not in for, like, MVP or anything. Just in general? In general. DeMar DeRozan is having a very good season for the Spurs. He's averaging 20 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds a game. And the Spurs are the sixth seed. Who expected the Spurs to be in the playoff race? I don't think Spurs fans did. No. <laughs> DeJounte Murray's averaging 15 a game. Hey, shout out to him. Fancy team, Mike. <laughs> yes, sir. He's having a good season. They're, they're having a good season. I mean, I don't yeah. know why people wrote them off so quick. They have Popovich still. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't necessarily like that roster going into the year. It doesn't matter, though. I know, I know. Whatever I know. roster Popovich has, it's going to work. I know, I know. But no, they're 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 playing well this they're year. They're leading their division. Oh, yeah, like anyone cares. With the likes of the Mavericks. <laughs> I can't even name who's in their division. Mavericks. Houston? Yeah, Houston, Mavericks. I can't name yet. New Grizzlies. Orleans? Yeah. Okay, I got three out of five. Cool. I mean, you would have said... I mean, Dallas should realistically be where they are. Sixth in the West, probably. I'm so disappointed in Dallas. Yeah, they stink. How is that happening? I don't think they play defense. I know Luka was struggling to shoot from downtown at first, but now he's doing fine. I thought Luka would be in the MVP conversation this year. I did too. But he's been disappointing. They have been disappointing as a whole. Even though they beat the Clippers by 50. What's your thoughts on the Clippers after that, Mike? No way they're winning a championship. <laughs> you can't, you can't lose by 50. They're disqualified. You can't Down lose 50 at halftime? Bro, you can't lose by 50. 50 and win the championship. You can't. <laughs> Down 52 at halftime. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely insane. I don't care if it's the regular season or not. You should not. be disqualified from the league. How do you, as a coach, Ty Lu, how do you let that happen? He's not a coach. He's an assistant coach. <laughs> what, Jay? Oh, thumbs up. No, no, about the Clippers. If you and give you a know. thumbs up about the Clippers, I'm kicking you off this call. And you know how I feel about them. You know how I feel about the Clippers. You better watch your mouth. <sighs> if AD is not healthy, and I'm not saying the Clippers, oh. I'm not saying the Clippers. Your boy's in trouble. Okay, I'll accept that. I thought you were. Right. I thought you were going to fly out and say the Clippers are the bigger favorite with or without AD. I was no, gonna, it, I was going to drive. I was going to drive to Southfield and sweet oh, shit yeah. music you. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know about the Clippers, man. I, if if AD doesn't come back, at least like seventy five to eighty percent, because you know how if he can get hurt by walking to the locker room for all we know. <laughs> Um, Let's be nice. Let's be nice. We don't have don't to go wanna, there. I don't want to see Utah any anywhere near the rest. They're of the not. Fight. They're not going to the finals. The NBA can't let that happen. For they their lose so much money. Mike, would you watch a Jazz Sixers finals? I would. Stop! I you're so. Going. You're such no, a no, liar. I would watch it. I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. I, I find out. Don't think Mike would watch. He might watch I game. Would. He might watch one game and be like, "I'm done. I'm not watching this." I watched the finals last year, and that wasn't a good series. Hey, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm you not would. joking. What what finals matchup would you not watch? Milwaukee and Jazz. <laughs> I, I'm watching the finals either way. I can't just not watch. That's true. What are you supposed to do? 
Watch some Tigers baseball. It's July. That's not better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's not more maybe appealing. if we can go to a game. I'd rather go to a Tigers game than watch the finals. We're not reading what Jay just said in the chat. <laughs> we're, not, we're not reading that. Let's move into our final segment before we skedaddle on out of here. I do want to quickly talk about Michigan basketball. Um, because Hey, Tony, you joining us? You joining the light side? Yeah, do me a favor. It, second deck. Um, but no, even as a Michigan State fan, a sad Michigan State fan, you have to admit what Michigan is doing right now is damn impressive. I mean, yesterday showed you that this is absolutely a top team in the country, that if Gonzaga pulls a Gonzaga and they just kind of fall apart in the tournament like they always do, I think Michigan could be one of the top favorites to win this whole thing. Um, that's a good team, man. And again, yesterday kind of showed you that. I think yesterday proved to you at least that Michigan is a 5-4 favorite, probably. They're going to be one of my picks for sure. I mean, as we sit here today, my final four picks are Gonzaga, Baylor, assuming they look all right after the COVID layoff that they've had, and then Michigan and probably... <sighs> the fourth team is hard. It might be Villanova or Virginia for me, but Michigan, I think, is probably going to be one of my picks to make the final four going into the tournament. Um, that team does a lot of things well and not a lot of things terribly. I, I, I don't think I can name one weakness for this team. Um, I mean, yesterday, if they're, they got so many wide-open threes. Like, if those, were, if those fall, they, will, they could just blow anybody out they of the water. Easy, they easily could have dropped 100 on the fourth team in the country yesterday. They hit, they hit 92. They shot, they shot like, five wide-open threes on one possession, and they just kept getting offensive rebounds. And they could not hit a three for their life, and they still won the game. Well, listen, offensively, that that team can shoot, man. Um, they can shoot from downtown and inside the arc as well. Um, Hunter Dickinson. I was just about to break. I was literally just about to say his name. Hunter Dickinson has been really good this year. Um, as a freshman to be in the winning conversation, that's, that's pretty impressive, man. Um, you look at a – he has a transfer, right, Mike Smith? Uh, he's he's been fantastic this year for them. Um, Franz Wagner is obviously Franz Wagner. I mean, there's a lot of studs on that team. I didn't even mention Isaiah Livers. Isaiah Livers. I like yeah. Isaiah Livers. Eli Brooks, the second best shooter in the state of Michigan, named Eli. I see a middle finger by Mike. <laughs> hey, uh, Mike knows I keep that strap, man. Oh. Oh. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Let's settle down here. Let's settle. It was a great team, bro. Let's settle down here. But no, Michigan, they've got a lot of studs on that team. They play very well offensively. Defensively, they're scrappy. And they're they're so well coached, too. Juwan Howard, man. I I didn't know what to think of the Juwan Howard hire at first. You can look on my video. I literally said, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that much about Juwan to, like, give you a full definitive opinion on this. But... A couple of years later, the transition from Beeline to Juwan Howard has been, like, Howard not, is not as rocky as I thought. Juwan Howard is what Michigan fans thought Harbaugh would be, easily. Yeah. It's just unbelievable how Juwan Howard has taken that team to where they are now. And they're only going to get better. Basketball school, man. I mean, that started as a joke at first, I think. Now, that's, that's They're the, embracing it. That's the truth now. That's a basketball school, man. 
that's a basketball school. That football team just, I think it makes more people angry than anything. They stink. We don't need to bring them up. I, I was just making the comparison about how Juwan is what they thought Jim would be. But no, Howard's been fantastic. Um, and that team is just the, the definition of dangerous. Um, and I heard someone say they have like one of the top recruiting classes oh, coming in. Yeah, that's that's why I said they're only going to get better. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, I'm expecting Michigan State to bounce back next year. I think this year has just been a, a 20-20 year for them. They had the COVID shutdown. They just weren't able to find any rhythm after that. Um, and I'm not necessarily using COVID as an entire excuse, I don't think. They don't have a point guard, and they don't have a, a threat in the center position either in the paint. There's a talent issue there, and plus I don't think Izzo Tom is a son. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, but Jay turned his camera off. <laughs> <laughs> Jay turned his camera off again. But no, I mean, Michigan State, there's been a lot of issues with them. Uh, COVID, um, there's a little bit of a talent issue at point guard and center. I don't think Izzo has done a great job this year. I do expect them to bounce back, but Michigan, they, they are not going anywhere, man. That's going to be a threat for a long, long time. And it's only getting started this year in the tournament. Again, I think that's going to be one of my picks for the Final Four. And depending on how things play out, because the tournament's so unpredictable, you never know who's going to be dancing that late. So, If they keep on this pace... How soon does Juwan Howard start getting calls from NBA teams? I think he's already gotten calls, but Michigan fans have brought this up on Twitter, and I think it's a very good point by them. Um, remember Juwan's reaction to getting that job? He was sobbing. Yeah. Tears. I don't think he's just going to get up and leave for any NBA position. I think th- th- there has to be some big-time NBA team and market to open up for him to leave. I don't know who that would be. I don't know if that would be Miami. Yeah, I was about to say, if, like, if Spolstra and Miami yeah. parted ways. That might be the only one. I think so. That might be, seriously, the only one. Like, if the Magic come calling, hell no. no. <laughs> the Pistons? No. Hell no. I think Jawan's there to stay. I think NBA teams will call, but he'll probably hang up the phone. Unless it's the Heat. But Spolstra, I don't think, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon, so... Yeah, man. I mean, again, Michigan's dangerous. They showed you that yesterday against Ohio State, and I think that's definitely one of the top teams in the country. That should be one of the title favorites for sure. Because as I mentioned already, the tournament's so unpredictable, you know who'll be, who will be dancing that late. And the teams remaining right now, like the top five or six teams in my opinion, I got questions about them. I have questions about Gonzaga. Though Gonzaga's really good, and they may or may not have a future piston on that team in Jalen Suggs. Um... Gonzaga has just never done anything in the tournament. I, I don't know if they turn around this year. Baylor, I liked them before they had the COVID shutdown. They haven't played in a long time. What so. about Iowa? No. <laughs> you don't like Luca Garza? No. I'm not even going to try to joke about that. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> they play on Tuesday, by the way. Michigan, Iowa. I hope Michigan destroys them. What if Iowa wins? What uh, are you going to say then? Um. Well, Michigan, shame on you. And Iowa, go away. <laughs> Tony's an Iowa hater. You heard it here first. I do not everybody. like Iowa, man. You ever been to Iowa? <laughs> I know. Don't. Why would I go there? Exactly. Don't Corn? go there. Corn? Corn. That's it. I had to go there to get my dogs. Don't ever. I'm not going back. 
You got some corn there? No! I can't eat corn. It's true. <laughs> Why'd you smile like that after that? I'll tell you when we're off air. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, Baylor, I don't know how they're going to look after the shutdown. I certainly don't trust Iowa or Ohio State or Illinois at that. Um, and then Villanova, I mean, I like Jay Wright, but I don't know about them either. Michigan's the only team right now that I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm definitely betting on them to make it to the Final Four for sure. And they deserve it. They've been really good this year. So I don't like that. You don't like what? I don't like you betting to, for Michigan to make the Final Four. You're going to, like, reverse jinx them. I'm not trying to do that either. But I think that's what's going to happen. I don't... They're going to lose, like, Sweet 16, and I'm going to be like, Tony, this is your fault. I mean, if you want to blame me, go ahead. But, I mean, I don't have the same thoughts for Michigan basketball that I do Michigan football. You know I can't stand Michigan football. I can't either. Well, I, I especially can't. But Michigan basketball, though, I got a lot of respect for that that program. And, yeah, I mean... I don't think that's going to be a early exit for them. I'm not trying to jinx it. I'm honestly not. I do think they'll be a Final Four team. We'll see, I though. Hope. We'll see, though. I mean, we need something in this city. And even if it's not my team, I'll be happy for the Michigan fans that they got something to root for while I sit and cry <laughs> because everyone else blows. With Steven Izzo? I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm out of here. Goodbye. Okay, Eli, thanks for coming into the studio this week. Mike, Jay, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> and also, again, shout out to Grant for getting that first job today. Hopefully, we'll get him back soon. And also, shout out to Tyler at the liquor store. Right? Yeah, of course. Always. 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 Thank you, boys. Keep it locked in. This is 88.3 FM WXOU. And this is Trash Talk with Tony Browski signing off.